Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. How? What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this, what the fuckers. What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucksables? What the fucking Brooklynites? It's live, what the fuck, at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. Holy shit. Look at you guys. Thank you for coming out. Thanks for all the love. It's, we have a, an amazing show tonight to the point where I'm probably not going to spend a half an hour talking about myself. Uh, oh, really? You're upset? I, you know, I really, I was, I'm at that point today where I'm like, I don't know if I have anything to fucking talk about. And like, how much life do I have before I'm like, okay, an hour ago, this happened. <laughs> like, I'm not that fucking crazy, am I? Maybe I am, I, but I was freaking out all day and then I got angry because I didn't have anything to talk about. Then I started beating myself up because I didn't have anything to talk about. Then I was saying this out loud. You're a fucking asshole. Out loud to myself, I said that. And then, uh, and then I got angry. This is where all that went. You're lucky, because I know some of you saw me walking around before the show, and I, ha- I was exuding that strange rage of a person that was not comfortable with things. And that was because I ordered food from a Colombian restaurant an hour and five minutes before it was delivered. Now, I can't... I thought I was above this. I thought I could let that shit go. But, but I don't know if any of you saw this. I'm a little embarrassed. I watched them deliver it because I was waiting for the food because uh, I needed Jessica to be happy. That's where I'm at right now. And, and I watched a guy deliver it on the bicycle who didn't know me, and I don't know if he even worked for the restaurant. But uh, the woman, who uh, Jen, who runs this place, was getting the food and trying to buffer the guy on the bike from my rage in that moment. And I walked right up and I said, do you work for this restaurant? Do you work for it? Hour and 10 minutes ago, I fucking ordered this. It should be free. I said that to a guy on a bike. What kind of asshole am I? And Jin's like, just, just here's the food. Just, and I'm like, don't pay. And here's the food so, to placate me. So I took the food back here, and it wasn't enough. I called the restaurant. Who the fuck does this? Am I like that old Jew? So I called... I call the restaurant and I go, hi, this is Mark Marin. I ordered food an hour and 10 minutes ago. It just got here and there's no fucking utensils. And then I heard this voice, let me put you on with a manager. And then I realized, oh my God, I just yelled at some dude who's just working at a fucking Colombian restaurant. That's what he's doing tonight. It's Monday night. He's just working at a Colombian restaurant and I'm the guy yelling at him on the phone. And you know what I did? I hung up in shame. <laughs> I hung up the phone, and I did not get on the phone with that manager. Because what's going to happen there? What am I looking for her to say? I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do? Yeah, d- give me the same order, but deliver it in 10 minutes. That wouldn't even make sense. It's so fucking awful. And then Cedar shows up. Sam Cedar's here. And like... It, just relax. I, I, like I'm trying to get my head together and being nice back there, and he tries to bring out the worst in me, and you know, and he's wearing a tie and whatever. And then um, Leo Allen's here, Mike Lawrence is here, Julie Klausner is here, Amy Sedaris is here. 
<laughs> Holy shit. Oh, hey. You know what these are? Who brought these? Because I, I want to address it. Uh, what's your name again? Steve. Steve, these are cake pops that you brought me. Okay, now I'm going to say two things. All right, I'm going to say two things, Steve. Thank you, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> Back in the day when I thought I was going to get my Colombian food soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not control myself. I ate three of these. All right, this is what happened. All right, I'm, I'm now for you, listen, those of you listening, this is what happened. All right, and I think we got it on camera because Matthew Weiss, who I call Matt, and it makes him mad. Do you remember the, the first few episodes uh, when I was talking to that guy, Matt? Well, he's here. He's shooting. So here's what happened. Yeah, keep it going. Matthew Weiss, very, uh, he's a very... He's a very compelling, codependent, and intrusive filmmaker that I love it deeply. Okay, Steve, right? Steve, here's, here's the experience I had when I ate my first cake pop. God damn it! God damn it! How the fuck? Oh, there's more. And what is this? What is this? Are you, are you sheepishly bringing me more fucking food? I'm glad I've created such a forum of intimacy that a person at the beginning of my show does not feel weird at all to walk to the front of the venue and hand me a bag of food and linger. You're lingering. What's your name? Jeff. Okay, Jeff. Don't get mad. Chillax. Oh, these are, these are bath salts? It's not food. It's also not for a man. <laughs> Quick poll. No, I, I appreciate it. She brought it. Oh, I'm sorry. What's your name? M Barbara. Let me just take a quick poll. Last time you took a bath. Seriously, a bath. You don't, you don't even fucking remember. Last time you took a bath. Seriously. Last time you took a bath. Right? When you were a child. Okay. <laughs> last time you took a bath. What, you might have taken one recently. La last time... Last <laughs> did, what, what, when did you take a bath last? Huh? When you were a baby? Not, okay, all right. No, that's a good answer. That was a good answer. I, it's sort of a joke answer, but you seem very serious about it. When, when I was a baby, and that was the last time, because it was a scary bath. <laughs> right, thank you very much. Oh, don't make me feel guilty. I'm making jokes. You, 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 you made these? You make salt by hand? What? Oh, my God. This smells good. I, I appreciate this very much. It's very nice. I don't mean to condescend or be mean, but it's very funny. It's a very, su <laughs> it's a very sweet gift. I'm just not a guy that takes a bath. I mean, I've tried because, you know, people are like, you should take a bath. It's relaxing. And then it's the same with meditating. I, I get the bath made. I sit in it. And I'm like, I'm done. How long does this go? What, what is the appropriate time for this bath business? You can't even jerk off in a bath. Because then you're in there with it. And that's why showers are so good. All right, children, no children. Am I having them? Please, let's take a, let's weigh in. 
No, it's starting to, the, the conversations are happening. Uh, Jessica gets drunk. And then we have the, the uh, you know, when are we having a baby uh, conversation? And that's exactly the time that, to have that conversation because she says that and then she puts her ass up. When are we having a baby? <laughs> and I'm thinking, maybe now? <laughs> but I realize that that conversation is more about like me saying, I don't know, you know, um, I haven't really thought about it. Uh, I guess if I'm going to do it, probably be soon, and maybe with you, uh, you know, can we change the subject now? Like, it's about me saying that, you know, I'm not, I'm going to stay with her, I think, and, and the baby's going to seal that deal, right? Right? But wait, this is the other conversation that I missed a cue on this one, too. We're in the shower. I'm washing her back because I needed to get to the nozzle. I'm not that selfless, but I, I'm like, I, I was getting cold, and I'm like, all right, let's just do this quickly. And I'm washing her back, and she looked back at me, and she said, are you, are you preparing for when I'm paraplegic? And I'm like... <laughs> but, like, what does that even fucking mean? Where did that come from, you know? So I said, hell no, you'd be in a hospital. And... But, see, I missed the cue on that. I was supposed to say, yeah, of course, if you were paraplegic, I would take care of you. But I just said, no, there's no way you're even going to be in the house. I don't like the way you all responded when I suggested that I might have a child. <laughs> Do it. That's what, that, that's what guys my age say. Like, because I'm nervous about the old dad thing. I'm almost 48. That means when the kid's 10, I'm going to be 58. And when the kid's 15, I'll be what? 63? And then I'll be like, why do I have you? <laughs> I would like to sit down now. Why, why are you causing me trouble? I have a fear of old dadness, but apparently all these selfish, weird, self-obsessed, narcissistic boomers who didn't get around to having kids till they were 45 or somehow justifying it, like, hey, it's cool, we're the new young dads. No, you're still a fucking old dad, all right? <laughs> and I don't, it's just, it's, it's a weird discomfort I have because I remember when I was a kid, I'm 47, I, I remember the kid who had the old dad. Don't you? It was a little weird, right? You felt a little bad for him somehow. Like, the, you know, remember, like, the, his dad would show up after school to pick him up and be like, oh, dude, who is that? <laughs> and then he'd be like, it's my dad. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, you're, how old is he? <laughs> and the kid'd be like, I don't even know. <laughs> and then he'd be like, oh, man, does he even do anything? Kid be like, eh, sometimes I gotta go, I gotta go help him, you know. So maybe that's callous. And I, and, and oddly, out of every joke I've ever said on stage, that is the only joke that a woman has come up to me after the show crying, <laughs> crying, and said, I have an old dad and he was nice. <laughs> well, clearly, there are other issues, but I, um. I didn't say that. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it to be hurtful to you. It was not directed at you. It was more about me and the fear of being an old dad. Let's start our show. I believe it's time. I feel like I've talked enough. And thank you for the salts. They're lovely. I'm going to take a bath. Huh? The other one's really for me. There's a difference between male and female salts. Oh, it's for people that work too hard and are stressed out. You think I'm going to hang my hopes <laughs> on a fucking jar of salt? 
You think this is You think that's what is in this jar is going to fix this? This must be a magic jar. This can't just be see when I get into this tub, I sh- I should rise up. That should, should have that much power. Thank you very much. Between between this and the kale, I'm going to quit doing my podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest is, uh, was originally known as a, a half of Sloven and Allen. He's also a, a, a wonderful comedy writer. He's currently, I, I believe, wrote uh, uh, John Benjamin as a van. And he's most, uh, really importantly, the uh, owner, not the owner, but the renter of my old apartment. Please welcome Leo Allen. Hey, buddy. Hey, you want to sit here? No, sit right next to me, and I'll sit down. This is Leo Allen, you guys. Look at him. Isn't, isn't, Amy said this to me, isn't bath salt the new hot drug? Like, did anybody else hear that? I think someone's trying to mess with you. This is the new hot drug? Wait, let me understand something. Like, it makes you stay awake for like seven days, right? Really? Do you, just by taking a bath in it, or do I kind of snort it? (laughs) Hey, is it a relapse if I snort bath salt? <laughs> What's up, buddy? Uh, it's nice to see you. It's good to see you, too. I feel bad because I forgot I had all your mail, and I thought it would be funny to give it to you. And I was on the subway here with my girlfriend, and I was like, God, I can't fucking believe I forgot that. And then I made her go back. <laughs> and, uh, so is it going to be delivered? It, she's, yeah, she's on the BQE What right kind now. of mail are you still getting? I don't just garbage. Uh, well, great. I'm so from looking your, forward uh, to that. From your accountant, I think. No. Uh, something from the IRS. I no, don't wait. I don't open it. I don't know. I, I appreciate the fact that you, tweet, uh, that you emailed me uh, pictures of the kitchen. I lived in this apartment that he lived in for like from, I've had that, I had that apartment from like 95 to 2002. Yeah. You know what's gone on in there? There's a, that, the whole arc of horrible stuff has happened in that apartment. It's haunted by the ghost of Marin Pass. Yeah, and I, and I, I noticed in the kitchen that you repainted it. You still have my shelf. My, uh, I think you have my microwave. You still have my table. And you, you didn't get a new cabinet. It's still my cabinet. No, I have everything of yours. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. all mine. Yeah. Now, I th- threw the microwave away. No, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, you did? That made me nervous. Oh. Wait. <laughs> it, was, it was like you inherited it from the guy who invented the microwave. <laughs> It, like, shook and was like, leave room now. <laughs> it was horrible. Because <laughs> the turner didn't turn anymore, and it just kind of went... Yeah, yeah, it was just going right into your brain. <laughs> My eyesight got worse <laughs> from using that. <laughs> Can I just... Uh, I, need, I need to get something out there publicly, and I need to apologize. <laughs> when I... So, told you that you could stay at the place, and now it's now you've now you you kind of bullied me out of the lease of it, or you had your this heavy called me. Um, I I didn't tell you that uh, that I had bed bug problem, and I I want to apologize for that. Now I don't know if they're going to come back, but from what I understand, they live forever. Yeah, I know. I I heard um, I saw something where or somebody emailed me like Marin had bed bugs, and I. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was so mad. Yeah. I was like, fuck, Mark. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I moved out of my place because I had bed bugs. <laughs> and I didn't tell you, which is sort of, it's not as shitty a thing to do to somebody. 
but it's kind of <laughs> shitty. Isn't bedbugs sort of like a rites of passage thing in New York now? Don't, doesn't everyone have to get them? Every, it's sort of, I, I think now it's to the point where people freely admit it. Do, who here has had bedbugs? Let's see those hands. Look at that. And a lot of people lying. Come on, folks. That, that is not Come enough on. people. We, we didn't that ask is... who has AIDS. Let's go. <laughs> who? Just, uh, whose apartment has AIDS? <laughs> the, the myth around bedbugs is so horrendous. Did you, like, if you get them, then you get, you get, you get bedbug-induced bedbug -induced psychosis. Because you read all the literature on it, and you're like, oh, my God, they never die. They feed on my blood in my sleep. They can sleep for a decade, and they <laughs> live in the wood, and there's nothing you can do. Nothing will kill them. We're doomed. And then every waking hour, you're just, like, up, looking at the wall, looking at the ceiling, looking under your bed. Oh, did that happen? It's true. It's true. There was one point in my last apartment where I was sitting on the floor with all my stuff in bags around me. Oh, I, yeah. The and ceiling I was of crying. The I was oh. crying. And I literally, not as a joke to myself, I said out loud, I'm making the decision not to go insane. <laughs> <laughs> You have to. You have to, because it was so all-encompassing. But then, I then afterwards, I was like, whatever. <laughs> I have, because when when other people, when people who first have bed bugs, it's, it's like someone telling you, like, yeah, you know, I'm cheating on my wife, or so. They're like, I have bed bugs, because they know you have bed. Oh, bugs. the shame, the shame, the of shame. It. People are ashamed. You shouldn't be ashamed. Well, they thought. I think at first it was a class thing. Like they're like that's like that's for SROs and and uh, horrible living situations. And then they realized that everyone gets them. And then the shame just be became about like no one's going to come to my house because it, there's always then you when you when you have them and you read about them, you picture them just like like they just jump on people and they hang out. Like you can be on the subway and a few of them will just take a ride on you. Yes, and, yes. And go or if to you go to the are. movies. Oh yeah, yeah. You're yeah. fucking doomed. You couldn't sit anywhere. Yeah, you just have to embrace it, people. Yeah. Do you have them now? You don't see them, right? No, I haven't. I am like an expert. I've never had a problem. All right. Can there. I ask you to do one favor for me? Because I can't remember sure. it, and I rarely do this. But I, th I, want, I want you to tell me your masturbation joke, because I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> when you... Um, sometimes you go on a masturbation bender, uh, where it's mostly a guy thing. You find yourself putting like a flannel shirt over a chair and you're like, I'm not doing this. But then three days go by yeah. and you're like, oh shit. And as a sidebar, yeah. uh, here's how you know you shouldn't do whatever you're about to do. If you ever find yourself grabbing your dog by the collar and taking it out of the room, definitely don't do whatever you're about to do. If you ever find yourself going like, all right, buddy, you don't need to see this. I know you don't have the facility of speech, but I can't take the risk. Uh, you might evolve. And I think it's terrible because it's because of the Internet. We all masturbate way too much, and I worry about the younger kids. I worry about the younger kids because when I was younger, Mark, too, to see a naked lady, that was a huge accomplishment. Like, you had to know a guy who had an older brother who had, like, buried a Playboy from 1968 in a field. You had to make an appointment. But now, because of the Internet, anybody who's, like, nine has seen, like, 80 people come all over each other. And that's horrible. I didn't see that till I was, like, 30. I got a cell phone first, then I saw people come on each other. Just how God intended it. This, this is what's amazing. The first time I, the first time our generation, the first time we ever masturbated, we literally 
Ma- we literally did not know what we were masturbating about. That's just incredible. That's true. We literally did not know what we were masturbating about. We were masturbating about an idea. We were poets. <laughs> yeah. Poets. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you came? That was like magic. <laughs> But there was no cum the first time. I well, I didn't care. I was just sort of like, what's happening? How can I make it happen more? <laughs> I was like, there goes the next 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> but how did it happen for you? Mine was, uh, it involved a faucet in the tub. I did a lot of, uh, all in case for delicate people. What, there was like a moment somehow where I was adjusting something and the water was running and it was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then that was That's it like for a, a while. That's like a lady thing. Isn't it? La faucet in the tub? I'm not, I'm not being a dick. I found that, yeah, that the running water, when I stuck my dick in it when I was 11... <laughs> Worked well. I didn't realize it was a lady thing until I saw my ex-wife fucking the faucet. That's a weird thing to walk in on. When, when you're with somebody and you walk in and their legs are up and the faucet's right here, there's no way to really explain that. You just sort of go, oh, I'll come back later. Well, well I'm definitely taking a bath in the apartment tonight. I'll tell you that. I don't fuck the faucet anymore. I, f- I not, used to make love to the pillow. That you, was oh, my, see, I never did that. That was my original... Uh, I never understood the fucking the pillow thing. Yeah. It didn't... It, I needed more... It stuff. felt like I was hugging someone. <laughs> Still does. Still does. <laughs> I do have a pillow I call the, my ball pillow, though. Like a, a long pillow that I, I, I you, need to sort yeah. of... But I don't see it as like a, an intimacy thing. I, I see it literally as like... Um, like, I'm, I'm a baby, and that's, a, like, a placenta or something. That, like, I, I'm literally, right. it's feeding me, like, that I'm in a fetal position with my nourishment. Yeah. That, Is that weird? That I know, maybe I feel like that's I'm losing weird. people. It's not weird. There, no, there are no pillow cuddlers here? I never that's fucked a pillow. Weird. I have more respect for my pillows than that. <laughs> I made love to my pillow. We you watched a movie oh, first in the living yeah. room. Now, you're a Jew. Yeah. Did you ever take a trip to Israel? Because oh, yeah, yeah. To... I, mo- I lived there. I lived there. I, I thought I was really Jewish. That was the worst segue I ever did in my life. I just <laughs> pretended like we were having a little conversation. And I didn't get it at first. I yeah, was, I was like, why are you talking about Maneuver you in like a professional talk show host. Um, I you lived, lived in Israel you, so, for a year. Was that your parents doing? Like, you know, no, go, no, feel this. No, that was me. I have no money. And you chose I, Israel? I don't. Well, I just was like, I can live there for a year and they'll pay for it. I'll have to work. Right. And then I can not make any decisions about my life. Right. How'd that like go? I 20. I'm here. Uh, but like, when I went to Israel, I, I found I was, I was frightened. I was trying to be spiritual, but I found that I was just frightened and no God of any religion could help me. Right, but you were and they old, were all there. Were older, by the way, you were trying to go. I was still in the phase of like, I don't know what I want to do. I'll just postpone it. But, but why wouldn't you go to Europe? Why would you go to Israel? I didn't have any money because I could go to Israel and they had like a kibbutz program oh, where you just went there and you worked. And right. I was like, it'll be and maybe I'll feel a thing and be yeah. real Jewish. Right. But I didn't. And how long did you stay? What happened? I stayed there for like ten months, and then I did this uh, Israeli army 
thing. They, they had this program in the Israeli army where you could join. You could, do a, you could do a summer army thing? Yes. Yes, because it was like to hook you in. Yeah. And maybe you would feel the call, and then you would do the real Israeli army, which was three years, and you'd get like six months off that. Uh-huh. That was the hook. <laughs> and I, I had a friend who had done it. He was like, It'll be, it's cool. It makes you a man. And like, you uh. learn to use a compass. And uh, <laughs> I was like, a compass? <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, and it was a 12-week program, three months. Yeah. And after six weeks, maybe a little less, I was like, this is not for me. Six weeks? I was like, this is not for me yeah. at all. I want to leave. But the problem is the Israeli army, they don't just let you leave. <laughs> we were on like a real army base. And so it wasn't like summer. They gave you a gun after yeah. like eight days. Also. <laughs> Also, I was, like, the oldest. I was, like, 23. I yeah. turned 23. And everyone else was 18. They were, like, kill everyone. They were, like, the angry Jews. Yeah. Like, you know, the, not really? Li- I, I not, don't understand that at all. No, no. Not, like, intellectual angry Jews. Like, I want to kill somebody yeah. because. I had that know. today yeah. out there with the Colombian guy on the bicycle. <laughs> but there was no ideology behind it other than I was hungry. So they give you guns after like a week because they're like, oh, these guys are cool. So what Uh, happens when you just leave? uh, There's never a break. And I said to my friend, David, uh, all the guys there are named David. And uh, I said, I was only worried about the gun. I was like, I'll give them the gun. They'll be like, we have the M16. There's another Jew wandering around the desert. It it doesn't matter. Uh, But so I ran away. And I was in great shape because I was in the fucking Israeli army. Yeah. So I climbed up this 12-foot fence, put my foot on the barbed wire, jumped off. I picked up my pack that I threw, and I just <laughs> ran. <laughs> and then I was like, I should have planned more. Uh, <laughs> but I still felt this euphoria because yeah. I thought I would have this experience doing like, oh, like, you know, I'm tough and like I'm doing a real manly thing. Yeah. But my experience was like, this is crazy running away, <laughs> yeah. but I love it. <laughs> an and empowered coward. I was an empowered coward. And, and then I, I saw a bus station. This is, it gets really pathetic. I mm. saw a bus station and the, I, <laughs> I had to run out from the trees to go to the bus station because when I hit the bus station, I was home free. Yeah. And this, the leader drove up in a Jeep and he saw me and the leader's like 20, but yeah. he's like a real guy yeah, who's yeah. fought in the army. And he sees me, we make eye contact. He's like in full fatigue. So I'm like my t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> and we make eye contact and I just freeze. And then I run. Yeah. You and ran I see from him the... go like, oh man. And he drives <laughs> and I'm like crouching like in the bushes like this. I'm like hiding like this, but there's like leaves. <laughs> And then, this is one of the most pathetic things I've ever had someone say to me. I hear him looking, like, right where I am, because I'm not that good. And I hear him go, please don't make me chase you. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. Uh, Did they let you go home? They, they did, uh, but I had to do, like, a week where I was, like, I was just sat there, and I was, like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so it was, like, the most sad. My girlfriend at the time came to visit me, and she was, like, I'm not leaving until you let him leave. And so they were finally just, like, ugh, just fucking leave. You idiot. Give us the gun and get out. 
That's hilarious. So your your girlfriend can't, can't even said like you let my boyfriend go. To the, <laughs> exactly. To the, it was to like, the Israeli it army. It was like the exact farthest <laughs> part on the spectrum from N- Nelson Mandela you could get. It's like my girlfriend with like all the chocolate she'd brought. <laughs> We're not going anywhere <laughs> until we can leave. Leo Allen, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my next guest is a very, a very dark, wonderful comedian. Uh, this guy's very funny. He opens for John Oliver. I, I ran into him, I think, at the casino. Maybe you've seen him on the, uh, the comedy situations on your TV or computer. Mike Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, here, sit here where the microphone is, Mike. What's on your shirt? Uh... Galactus, uh, Red Skull, uh, Abomination. You know the classics. Uh, Bullseye. <laughs> How come you're not at Comic-Con? Because uh, I couldn't afford to go. I've, I've performed at the New York Comic-Con. That's pretty awesome. Wow. So um... yeah, I, I told Stan Lee to go fuck himself, which is like, it was like, I think the moment I finally grew up. You told Stan Lee to go fuck himself? Yeah. Well, Why? Well, well, there's the thing was like the show. It's kind of like an, an it's almost like an outdoor show yeah. where uh, you know, like I'm I'm doing a set, but bef- like five minutes before I did the set, uh, I found out that he was charging eighty dollars an autograph, and so I was like, "Fuck you! We're the only reason you exist, and you should be dead right now." Uh, so were I, you uh, were you wearing a Spider Man outfit? No. <laughs> I was wearing a Batman outfit. <laughs> because if you're going to insult a Marvel guy, you've got to do it in D.C. Ah. Oh. Rules. And how do you respond to that? I mean, he probably didn't hear it. You oh, know? okay. But it's like, I still, I still became a man, right, guys? Sure. It's still... So it was a, a sort of a slightly under your breath nerd fuck you. No, I mean, I screamed it. Fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> I also took off a kid's uh, Watchmen the Movie t-shirt and stomped on it and then said, even though you're not wearing your shirt, you're wearing your pride. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> you must have been like, really, really popular at Comic-Con yeah. that year. To you, I am a man, but to them, I am a god. <laughs> Where did you come from? Uh, <laughs> What's your origin story? There we go. I was waiting for it. His origin story is, he's like if Andy Blitz had, had a kid when Andy was 10. Yeah. Well, my mom was bitten by a radioactive heroin needle. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm, uh, I'm originally from South Florida. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love that. It was one sad clap in the wind right there. Anything goes in fucking Florida, man. Yeah, including the N-word publicly. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. That's, not, that's not one of the good things. No. It's <laughs> not in the plus column. No, although I, I kind of wish I was still there when Obama won just to like hear what real America thought of it. Because like, New York, it's just like, yeah, it's great. But it would be like, one of them is in one of what now? Like, what? 
Like, I, you would have seen, like, the lone, like, tear in, in the wind. It would have been kind of a beautiful thing. I'm sure you could go down there on any day currently and yeah. still experience <laughs> that sentiment. Yeah, it's like people, that's why, like, all the people, all the people who go to Florida are the ones who are, like, defeated by New York. You know, like, you know what? I don't want to see two men kiss each other. I'll, I'll be at the Keys, you know? Or, well, that's really far away. Or else it's just old yeah. people who seem to think they're supposed to go. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like my mother was in Florida, and there are some dirty old fucks down there. I mean, oh, yeah. there, there are widowers in, in Florida that just run around playing handball and taking Viagra and fucking anything. Yeah. I must feel like, like the way that like, artists come here... Yeah. Like you, you're like, Gant, I'm a pretty good fucking widower. I better go down to Florida. I'm going to be the best goddamn widower I can be. My pine cones are going to have more symbolism than anyone else's fucking pine cones. I miss you, Marie. I miss your scent. It's, I see, I, I visited my grandma a lot. Uh, In th- Florida? This is, this is literally, I'm not, and I, I, never, I never once ever want to say I'm not making this up, but I really am not. The name of her retirement home was The Preserve. In, uh, in, in, uh, in Boca Raton yeah. uh, but you knew that and, uh, Boca and my, favorite, my favorite moment is I went there once and we're playing uh, bingo and you really have to see old people play bingo it's like rugby but more violent <laughs> when someone calls bingo and they don't have bingo it's like at the end of the movie Ghost when the ghosts drag the guy down to hell <laughs> Like, they fucking blacklist you, you know? And, and these are people who were alive during the blacklist, so they, they know how to do it pretty well. It's, fu- it's, like, intense. Like, what did you say, Meredith? It's I-50, all right? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, do you still go down there? Your family's still down there? No, no one's down there. They all, they all migrated, left, freed themselves. I don't know what the word is. They're, they're all gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, how'd you get into comedy, though? Um, I was, I, I never wanted to. My mom was a, a comedian. Get out. Yeah. She opened for you. Yeah, stop it. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. What you was your name? You didn't fuck her. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love you, father. Oh, I always wondered. What if I just came out here? I was like, face me. <laughs> that would be I'd be so willing great. to say that'd be the best I'm, WTF ever. Oh my God. That would be amazing. What if my credit was the one regret I don't talk about? <laughs> that would be so great if you were my son. Yeah. DNA test with you when you yeah. show up? Holy shit. Wait, so what was her name? Uh, her name was, she was originally Alice uh, Lawrence when she started, then she remarried. Uh, Alice Colon, probably when she worked with you. But there, yeah, were, no, there mean, weren't a lot of women comics. What happened? Why'd she get out of it? Um, I think, I don't know. I think it was just like too much and, and my grandma was getting more sick and stuff. She never really left Florida. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's one of those things. Yeah, I'm, I'm the reason she didn't make it. Yeah, it's me. Uh, but no, she already, she already had kids when, when she started. And right. It really is like this kind of like my dad didn't want her to do it. Right. Uh, and, and I think that was one of the reasons that they divorced. You know? Really? So is this all, is your whole career about just saying fuck you to your dad? No, cause I love him. No, it's not. Oh. It's uh, I'm better than mom, right? That's my whole career. <laughs> Wait, I, mean, I, I wrote better jokes about their divorce than she did. So, <laughs> comedy caused a divorce. I mean, no. I, well, that, well, he was an alcoholic too, but you know. Oh yeah. But well. he also leaves that out, so I'm just being <laughs> consistent. <laughs> uh, 
So you're you are the offspring of an alcoholic and a comedian. Yeah. You sh- you your big things are going to happen for you. Yeah. That's one of the best origin stories I've yeah, ever heard like in my super, life. He's like a comedy now superhero. You, yeah, now you know why I have to believe in comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least Superman's planet died. Mine just kept going on talking about its demons. Uh, at least Batman's parents took him to the movies every once in a while. <laughs> But yeah, she's she's like she's overly. It's weird. She's overly uh, supportive of the career. Really? Yeah. She's probably living through you a little bit, huh? A lot of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she is. I mean, it's weird too because like we, you know, we often like sometimes write about the same stuff. Like she wrote about visiting her, you know, mom in the retirement home, and the joke would be like, you know, she'd do like a Jewish act out, like, oh no, it's so crazy in here. Yeah. And and my jokes are about like you know people dying and stuff. <laughs> You so know, like my, yeah, my joke about visiting my grandma is a lot more harsh. Yeah. yeah. Well, your jokes yeah. are pretty heavy. Are there, are there jokes that your mother says, maybe you shouldn't do that, Michael? Oh, yeah. She, <laughs> this is a story. Like I, when I, I did uh, the, the John Oliver show, yeah. I taped for that. Um, she gave me a call two days before the taping. It was, it was going to be on my birthday, my debut. It was like this like, amazing moment. And, you know, but I was, I was nervous. She called me. She was like, don't do your closer. My, my closer ends with the punchline. Uh, from this day forth, you shall have the face of a rapist <laughs> and the self-esteem of one of his victims. Uh, and she was like, you're going to say you're a rapist and people are going to boo you for being a rapist on your birthday. <laughs> which, which that alone would still be like in the top five birthdays. You know? <laughs> well, at least people showed up to this one. So it's... <laughs> Not bad. Unlike dad. Yeah, there's no one doing the Macarena. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so she, so she was like, she was terrified of it, and I was like, you can't do this. You can't yeah. tell me this now. Yeah. And I did the joke, and and it went fine, and and no one called me a rapist. Did she stop bothering you? No. <laughs> no, it's like she wanted to be my manager for a while, and it's all coming. That's the thing is that because I know she's gonna listen to this, and we're gonna have an hour long phone call. Really. To the theme from Wipe Your Room for a Dream. I'm sorry. She's going to, like, she gets really uh, upset about this stuff. And it's not, and I'm not saying, like, I, sh- I know it's coming from this, like, warm, loving place. Oh, but don't, don't assume that. You have to. <laughs> hey, that's, a, that's a bill of goods they sell you. It might be coming from a horrible, selfish, needy place. See, you do remember her. <laughs> It's all coming back to me. Oh, yeah. Did you uh, have jobs? Uh, how long did you have jobs before comedy? Yeah. Like uh, what? I, I worked at McDonald's stop it. Uh, for seven years. Stop, stop. No one works at McDonald's for seven years. They design it so no one does that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm white. It's a weird, weird thing. I'm, like, just, just by being on Comedy Central once, I'm the most successful McDonald's employee of all time. I beat out a clown, and <laughs> he was meant for comedy, so that's pretty impressive. Wait, how do you stay at McDonald's for seven years? I mean, there's no health care. They don't change your wage. You don't, I mean. Yeah, I started at 5.25 an hour and ended at 6.45 an hour. Seven years later. Yeah, and that's after four raises, three of which were government mandated. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like fucking, 
but you know what? This is the thing is that so many comics are like sad and they're like, oh, this is the life I've chosen and it's terrible. Like, fuck you, okay? Because when you work a job like that, like you really have perspective of like how amazing this is. We get paid a decent amount of money to just talk about shit. For people like that's pretty good when yeah. you when you get like five dollars and twenty five cents to be yelled at, you know, and people haven't even seen your face yet, so there's no context for it. Like, it's it's rough. I mean, and like that's the thing. Like heckling doesn't bother me because I had people yell at me for McNuggets. You know, <laughs> like once you go there, it's. I mean, it's like comedy is like an amazing. I'm like I'm so happy to be here because. Like, just doing one feature spot, I get paid the same amount I would for three weeks of work. For 30 minutes. I mean, just on math principles, that's pretty amazing. Well, congratulations. But there's still the question of how the fuck did you stay there seven years? I mean, there was other places to work. I mean, I I understand that. There was Burger King. There was Arby's. (laughs) (laughs) You Really? That was all you saw at that time was fast food outlets for possibilities? I just had low self-esteem, you know, and I, I, I was never a manager. I was just... Was it offered to you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? I showed, up, I showed up 10 minutes late every day. Because, yeah, they're, they're not, you can't be fired. I saw a guy spit in the five vat, and they didn't fire him, okay? Yeah, but that, it, it'll kill what's ever in a spit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it was just one of those things, like, I mean, I, mean, I was in college uh, part of when I was there. I taught people to speak English while I was there. It was like this really, they could make an Oscar-winning movie out of it someday. <laughs> just, it was, it, but it was, yeah. Did people from your school come and buy burgers from you? My guidance counselor, like, <laughs> saw me when I was 20 years old. And she was this, like, old black woman. And she gave me the, mmm, like, you know, like, like, that's only reserved for Tyler Perry movies. You know, like, like how could you? Really? Like, she was, because, you know, she believed in me. Uh, and Did But I, I was also, but that's just my mentality. I was in a... I mean, just like the whole thing of being a nerd, like you, when you see these fucking comic book movies and they break your heart, but then you're like, well, the next Spider-Man will be good. It's just, it's all in that same, you know, false hope. I was in a relationship for four and a half years and we never had sex. I mean, so. Was this while you worked at McDonald's? Yeah. I mean, I, th- that four and a half years was during the McDonald's, you know? It's just, it was like, okay, I was like the biggest pushover. I yeah, I, some, that's one word for it. I, uh, <laughs> so now it's like, I'm, I mean, I'm just like, I'm really happy to be doing what I'm doing. Well, I'm happy you are bad. too. <laughs> it's, it's funny, every time I watch your stand-up and now like, you know, everything was, was uh, like, you know, percolating along. And then at some point, now that I'm like, when I watch your stand-up, I feel slightly heartbroken, but happy. Yeah, well, that's like, people come up to me after shows and are like, I hope that's fake. <laughs> yeah. Please. Please, because I can't go home tonight and sleep <laughs> if you are half of what you say you are. <laughs> Mike Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen. Good story. I feel like saying thank you for not shooting anybody. <laughs> How did you not shoot anybody? What did you, because what did, they all believed in God at my school. No. <laughs> what, was you, yeah, what was your outlet for rage? Um... Uh, get, well, comic books and masturbation <laughs> to those comic books. 
You know, She-Hulk may not be real, but she still saved some people. All right. right. My next guest is the host of the podcast, How Was Your Week? Uh, She was also the author of the book, I Don't Care About Your Band. Please welcome Julie Klausner to the stage. Hello. Yay. Have a microphone and sit down next to Mike. He worked at McDonald's for seven years. <laughs> he didn't have sex for four and a half once. Oh, you read my book. No, I, I, I love the title of your book. I, I don't have the book, but I have questions about the book. Did you like have to... You, these are salts and they... Uh, they're, they're not what the kids are smoking, bath salts. They're just actual bath salts. No, I don't... I think you can smoke these. Am I right? You can smoke them, right? It's different. <laughs> Did you see that episode of Bad Addictions? Is that what that's called? Did you see the one where the woman chewed on dryer sheets? Yep, that's my strange, my strange. You addiction. saw that? Yeah, she wrapped them night. in toilet paper and chewed them on and chewed dryer sheets. My and favorite. She, and she, then they gave her like a black therapist, be like, maybe this one will talk and reach that one, you know? Like, yeah. No, but she sat there like almost shameless, like like I just like it. Yeah. You know, and and then they asked her why, and she's like, well, I don't want to use the excuse that I'm a single parent, and you're like, what? <laughs> that old excuse for chewing on dryer sheets? Yeah. I was fascinated by it because she was sort of like, it just calms me. And it's like toxic. And she's figured out a system so it doesn't sting. So she wraps it with toilet paper. And then they show her with her kid who's sitting there eating toilet paper. And she's saying, stop it. Like, you know, I learned it from you. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then there was that hack who who slept in the crib. I don't believe that for a second. Oh, the woman who felt comfortable as a baby. I didn't buy that for 50 cents. No, fuck that. Aren't they called fuzzies or something? What are the people that do that called? Those are furries, and you're thinking of the ones that like to like plushies. Um, Yeah, plushies. I I think the infantilism thing is something that men like in a sexual way. I I have a ball pillow. I don't know if you heard me, but I have it that I hug that because I think it's a placenta thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'm going way back. It's not just infantilism. No, I'm like pre preborn. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, but no, I didn't buy I didn't buy her at all. Like, no, I, I was like, what is this? Let's see another half hour of the lady who eats dryer sheets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like pick up the series. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't realize I didn't realize that, like, if for some reason it struck me that you can really invent a compulsive behavior that's completely original. I was sort of proud of her for that. But I um <laughs> And commit to it because it actually works. Well, commitment is the secret of addiction. Yes. You don't got to tell me. You can't phone it in with dryer sheets. You can't phone it in. Nope. You got to be in that shit. (laughs) Have you been addicted to things? No. Never? Uh, No, just like, you know, food, but like that's just being Jewish, like neurotic kind of stuff. Oh, who's in a little denial? Just that um, you know food because but, it's but Jewish. Food, and but food, but not like I've never like had an eating disorder. Like I, you know. I, really? I, well, I eat my feelings, but what else are you supposed to do with them? <laughs> Wait We're, for them to pass? I mean. <laughs> it's supposed to stuff those things with whatever, whatever's available. Oh, completely. Yeah. So we're Jews. Yes. I didn't know Mike was a Jew. You're, yeah, that's interesting. This Leo's is a, table, a Jew. This All is, Jews. A veritable yeah. Seder. Yeah. I didn't even say Jew. I just said Boca Raton, and you figured it out. (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to be uh, Columbo to figure that out. Um, I now the I don't care about your band thing. Did you have to date like all the like? Because there's a list of people. Sure. And I, I mean, I don't mean to. I don't. I you know, I I rarely do research, but I found this fascinating. What I learned from indie rockers, trust funders, pornographers, faux sensitive hipsters, 
felons and other guys I've dated. Right. You dated one from each one of those? Yeah, actually, that subtitle was something I added to jazz up the title because um, right before it was released, they were concerned that the title might be too niche. Yeah. That it might be, like, not appealing to maybe older women or, oh, is this just about dating musicians right, kind of thing? Right. So I added that title so it was like, you know, this is a comedy book and it's funny because there's yeah. so many words on it. But, yeah. but yeah, like, that, that just, um, that, that came from the examples in the book. But, but what I think you're asking is whether whether this was stunt journalism, whether I actually set out to be like, well, who's going to be the felon? But it was not like that at all. It was just, it, it was really just, I was looking for love, not looking for experiences to write a book about. Right. And it just kind of happened to be that I had these stories that I started writing and I, I you know, they well, okay, let's, let's start with the pornographer. Well, that was a guy who um, had transitioned from, uh, like he was in marketing and he was into like which is so much worse when you think about it it's like, but but he was um, he, he was somebody who was like like oh there was this porn star that he was working with and it's like well let's get her together with FUBU and you're like terrific idea like he was sort of in the business of like sure, sure. taking sex or not even sex because porn is different than sex and and making it more mainstream and making like porn stars more like just how he um, was he was responsible for that well i think that he was a part of that in the way that sasha gray on entourage right. like how it's kind of like you know kind of hip to have like a porn friend yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i, I think he was sort of in that world so yeah. so like on our second date he brought me like a glass vibrator and it was weird the and second date that's, that's like a third or fourth day thing. Yeah, I know. It's like anniversary. First sure. is paper, second wood, third yeah. is glass. Yeah, something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. But all dildos. All dildos <laughs> all the time. That was what they wanted me to title the book. <laughs> so then what happened? How long did that relationship last? It wasn't a relationship. These were all like um, uh, miscarriages, yeah, which I know is a terrible way of... Um, Referring to anything uh, in, an, in an intent to be cute or funny, but um, they were all failed, really. Like, they never uh, took off. The they felon? What dating. kind of felon? Well, he um, was uh, someone who was sober. Like, we, we, was like, we went to a movie. A sober felon. And, exactly. So yeah. we went to a, we, we saw Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, which is like, a, a, which is like you know what I mean? It, that's like, it I'd rather only... be fucked with a glass dildo. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was like, that was the premonition that it was going to be a terrible evening. There's like aliens in that, but you're like, what? Yeah. You know, the, I could talk about I am so sorry. For like I just... 20 minutes. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and then after we went to a bar and he ordered black coffee and I was like, okay. Yeah. And then he talked to me about he's sober now and here's why. And one night he was arrested for, or he was drunk and, and he like, um, he thought it would be funny to um, steal a car, the ignition keys of which were already in the car. Sure. And he was taking a joyride, and then like halfway down the road, he looked at the rearview mirror, and there was a baby in the back seat. <laughs> so guess who was charged with like kidnapping in DWI? Right. You know, like sure. I can't, when he told me that story, I was thinking, well, mostly of myself. And how am I going to get out of this? And what, what am I doing? And I'm almost 30. But, um, but I also pictured that, uh, that scene in uh, Raising Arizona yeah. with, with that sweet little baby yeah. in the back seat just so sort of being like, all yeah, right, here yeah. we go. And right. then they got the most 
calm baby. Yeah. Um, no harm, no foul, though. The baby wasn't hurt. And the baby was happy, wasn't probably. hurt. And, uh, and, and yeah, so that was a story that was, I think that was the first date. So Wow. Yeah. yeah so that so only that lasted one day. Yes. Now, what did you, I, I assume that you've dated a lot of indie rockers. Well, I, the title of the book came from an experience that I had going out with a musician. and. Um, How do you characterize musicians as boyfriends? You know, it you depends could? on the musician. And I think that generationally there are, um, there, there are things that are different and then there are things that are the same. One of the things that are the same unilaterally about musicians is I think that they have more intimacy with their bandmates than they're, than they're able to have with a like a romantic partner. How much did it cost you? To what? To be with him. How much money did he take from you? Oh, you know. Seriously. Again, how much, that, how was much? Only, <laughs> that was only a, 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 like a couple of dates. So I wasn't in, the, I wasn't in the red. No. no you weren't no, buying no, no. equipment or oh, beer. Or... God, no. <laughs> and that was the thing, too, that like the, the reason why it's called that is like I really didn't not only care about his band, I didn't like his band. <laughs> But he approached me, and he was so cute. And I don't think um, I think people have philosophies about like, oh, women are attracted to power. It's like, no, pretty face, me want that. <laughs> and I was like, Bleh, you know. <laughs> and he approached me, and I was like, fine. Oh, that's a good lyric. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, so we went out, and then um, he, uh, like, disappointed me. I don't want to say that he dumped me because we weren't really, like, a thing as much as, like, uh, like I left my earrings at his place. Not intentionally, I swear to God. Um, and then I, I asked him, you know, to give them back to me, and I didn't hear from him for a while. And then he was like, oh, sorry, I've been out of town. You know, I, I, I've been seeing somebody new. And it was like, I didn't ask that. And it was sort of offered. And then I got really mad and I was like, I don't even, I, your music is terrible. It's so boring. And, and fuck you and how dare you. And, um, and all the rage that, uh, you know, men feel when they're rejected. I, I, think it's, I think it's the same thing with women. So like, uh, did you get those earrings? Or? You bet I got those earrings. <laughs> you bet I got those earrings back. They were, they were and are adorable. I got them in Chicago. They were like... Um, They'd be the uh, the toast of Etsy. They were so damn cute. How about faux sensitive hipsters? I like this. Did you did you date some weird kind of repressed, you know, violent phony of a bearded person? I wish they were. Um, I wish they were violent. I feel like <laughs> like Mike. Mike and I just met. Me wanting your pretty face, <laughs> <laughs> fellow Ginge. Um, Faux-sensitive faux, faux to me is really just a way of saying, like, oh, this guy seems like he gets it, but, yeah. like, he's only porous in one way. Like, he's able to hurt, but he's not able to understand what you're feeling. Yeah. And that's a thing that I was all over, and um, it's a bummer. Hold like, on, let me roll that around in my mind for a minute. Like, when you said that, I hurt a little bit. Yeah, I, I do, too. So I felt like I was, you were talking about me, maybe. Well, you know... But I understand I, what you're feeling yeah, right that, now. Yeah, that, like, women who grew 
grew up who were like my age, like, yeah. you know, mid 30s. I grew up with Lloyd Dobler being like the guy that they want. And then you meet him and he's just like not available or you hurt him too. He's just he's too easily bruised. He's like a peach. But then when you mention like when you do something that hurts me and he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So it's like um, I don't it's understand. Like a one way. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's a one way empathy. Wait, so you think this is a generational thing? Because like, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So you know, like very, very sensitive. Like, uh, like it could maybe if you looked at my Twitter feed yesterday, um, some like eco friendly girl said something that was supposed to be a joke, and I and I basically said, you know, fuck you. That's hilarious. No, that's not it. Oh, that's awesome. That's not. I don't think of that as sensitive at all. Oh. I think she's the one who's, you know, what that did she was, say, by the way? I, I don't know. I misunderstood it. But I, um, <laughs> but I end up apologizing a lot. But no, but I, I, but I, I know what you mean. What is that thing, though, the, the lack of empathy thing? Because I, I, I think that... Narcissism that's, and it's mm. fragility. And I think that we're... Um, <laughs> Wait, but is it worse with older guys or younger guys? No, I think it's guys <laughs> my age. I think, I think you guys are like 10 years over the... I, I'm talking about mostly men in their 30s. I think every man in this room is having that moment where they're like, all right, enough with the topic. <laughs> Can we move on from the topic? I'm here on a date. I don't need to talk about this shit later. There doesn't... Girl, the girls they're on dates with already know. I mean, they already like... Because that's the other thing that I realized, like, generationally, that we're dealing with a generation of girls that have their shit together like you've never seen before. These are, these are young, young girls who are, like, on the internet and, like, they're funnier than, like, I was ever able to be at that age. And they, like, they grew up knowing they were entitled to, like, have a career, you know, have a, have a great boyfriend or that they don't need a boyfriend. Like, this is, like, a race of super girls and the equivalent guys are just, like, not up to the task and it's a bummer. <laughs> I don't, I don't think any of us would have fucked half the girls we did if we knew we'd be written about in a book someday. That's, well, that's, no, no guys are wait, on the internet. No, wait, you know, I, I have, Tell me more about this race of super girls. <laughs> I'll tell you something about this race of super girls. They all have an Achilles heel. Kryptonite. That's right. <laughs> I'm not going to be sexist or anything, but I've met a lot of fucking bat-crazy supergirls. When you say supergirls, you mean like women that seem to have their shit together, but then there's something that just makes them unravel that they're not dealing with? Yeah, that's the good part. I don't, know, I don't understand. I mean, well, if, you can't, if you can't find that in someone you love, why are you even there? Well, that's also, but that's also just like, how are you going to connect? In what way are you vulnerable? Otherwise, what's the point? That's exactly right. Yeah. So I don't need a fucking supergirl. I think that these girls are more vulnerable than they seem to be, but exactly. I also think they have their shit that... together more than like the, the guys. Well, look, that I, I find myself in a position where you know perhaps what you're talking about is true, and I I have been <laughs> like I you know I do have a, a super girl right now who actually said this to me I'll bet honestly. You do. I'll bet no, you, do. you know what she said to me when I was when I was mad at her. She said, "Use your words." Now I um <laughs> so I don't. But, but is that a super girl or am I just a fucking child? I mean, I don't... It's both. It's both and more importantly, it's what you need. I know because I cried then. Good. And then you made up. 
Well, the strength of a hero is defined by the weakness of their villains. So. <laughs> I find the only way I can really open up to somebody is if I know I know how to take them down. <laughs> now we're bad? talking about is that love. Bad? <laughs> Julie. Mark. So tell me about the guy in your life. Uh, my boyfriend, I've been together with him for three years. Uh-huh. Does he talk? You mean like, am I, de- am I deafening as like the, the, the Jewish like droning bees that are destroying cell phones kind of like? Or sure, something like that. I don't, I don't know. He talks. Yeah. And yeah. He, is he Jewish? No, he's a wasp. Mm. Which is another thing that... Yeah. I, I, is your girlfriend Jewish? No. It's a thing, right? I, I married a Jew once. I did that How once. How did that go? Well, I do a joke about it. <laughs> I say uh, the, the, the problem with being a Jew and marrying a Jew, that means that everything you hated about going home is now in your house. <laughs> so it's like you can go home again, but it's probably better if you don't. There's a reason why you left home. Maybe stay for the uh, other movie at the film forum. Sure. It's raining anyway. Or just go home for the Seder if you have to. Oh, you have to. <laughs> what about you? Have you oh, tried you Jews? Have to. Um, I've gone out with a... I, I do think that there's a... Um, whether it was culturally inbred from having gone to Hebrew school mm-hmm. or whether it's in my, my DNA, there, it, there has been like sparks that I've been aware of when I've gone out with a Jewish guy being like, marry him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's very not. Did I'm your, not was like that your that mother, or is that just your inner voice that speaks like Colonel? My Clank. inner voice sounds exactly like my mother, who <laughs> oh. is Colonel Clank. <laughs> Julie Klausner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Feel free to have a cake pop. Anybody can have a cake pop. Seriously, eat a cake pop. <clears throat> okay, we're going to try to deal with this next guest as decently as possible. Him and I go way back. Uh, you know, we're, I think we're, we're, we're very deep friends, but I, I resist it constantly. But I think I love him. Uh, he hosts a show called The Majority Report. Uh, it's, it's now available, I think, somehow on your phone or something. Um, <laughs> please welcome Sam Cedar to the stage. No tie. No tie. What happened to the tie? What happened to the tie? I took it off. I didn't wear the tie. It's actually called The Majority Report. Where can you get that so people uh, can tune in? You can go in. to majority.fm. .fm it's about politics. It's not so much about the masturbation and yeah, that yeah. type of stuff. So. You can deny That's all right. You remember you... what politics was, right? Sure, I do. I sure, That's I do. Right. Why don't you give us a little... I can take it. Believe me. I... I yeah. I didn't I, wear I, the tie for you. I know that. Was, that. I was coming from my your, last gig. Yeah, what was that gig? I have multiple gigs. Yeah, what was the, what was the gig where you wore a tie? Were I you, was on were you an usher uh, MSNBC. At a theater? Oh. And then I ushered. <laughs> um, and I got off. I uh, got off for an hour or two, and I've got to get back for the dinner rush. So. Oh, it's so good to see you. You know, you I have thought. stands, mic stands? No, we just hold. I figured you could hold the mic. Well. You know, when I saw I'm you tired. walk in, I thought it was going to be difficult. You didn't actually see me walk in. You were yelling at the people who delivered food. <laughs> it's actually on my list of things to talk to you about. All right. Let's do. Yeah, it was number five. Yeah, let's start at number one. Your then. behavior to the food delivery people was reprehensible. Yeah. 
I apologize, kind of. Like, don't you fucking have uh, fucking my, my app? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'd yeah, okay, never... what's number one? I don't believe you didn't try to fuck Mike Lawrence's mom. That's what I had as number one. Just say I love you uh, just in case. Right. I, I love you, and it, it, was, it was great. And I, and <laughs> no, I didn't say you did. Uh, I'm just, I don't believe you didn't no, try I, to. I, oh, I, I don't remember. What's right. number it's two? It's like an intervention when people are like, your behavior has affected us negatively in the right. following ways. Right. This is not, I mean, it's, uh, oh, I ran into Christopher Freeland today. Yeah, we did real time together. Have you ever done that show? No, I. Oh, okay. uh, I wonder why that. I don't need happen. to do the why Hollywood that thing. That's What's not. That? I mean, that's. It's yeah. nice if you're interested in HBO, but I. <laughs> I like to reach people who aren't paying fifteen bucks a month to sure. watch one show. Uh, you you like to reach them one at a time. So we uh, you know we have different uh, constituencies. That's no, I, I I definitely know that. I ran into Christopher yeah, Freeland okay. at uh, MSNBC. Oh yeah, she was appalled uh, mm-hmm. by your whole uh, Michelle Bachman thing. I mm-hmm. defended you. Really? Yeah. What did she say? She was appalled. She just she literally said, "Do you know Mark Maron? I'm appalled." No. No. How did that come up, Sam? No. no. The way that came up was, uh, I know Mark Maron. Were you appalled? That's what I said, I saw you on real time. I worked with Marin. I've known Marin for 20 years. Yeah. I'm going to see him tonight. Yeah. Were you appalled? Yeah. Because I'll tell him. Yeah. And she said, you can tell she him. She said, yes. Yeah. 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 I was. I thought it was rude and uh-huh. I thought it was a little bit misogynist. And I said, yeah. Definitely. Well, since when is it misogynist to say you want to hate fuck Michelle Bachman? <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't understand this generalizing. And I didn't even say hate fuck. I said angrily fuck Michelle Bachman. Look, a Why grudge fuck. Say, look, a grudge fuck. Who are you fuck, talking to? Listen to me. You're talking, gr- to me? you're talking to me. All right. A grudge fuck, a hate fuck, and an anger fuck are all consensual acts of love on the, on the spectrum of love. You didn't say I it hate- about Marcus Bachman. The, fuck that guy. Why do I owe respect to those? They're politicians. They're it's Congress right, people. Just- They're like used car salesmen, and she's a cunt. I'm uh, not going to fucking do that. Uh, and that's not misogynist I'm not saying all women are cunts I'm saying that she's a cunt no 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 and I don't say that about most women it's rare that I pull that word out he didn't say it about my mom no I I would never say that about your mother and I appreciate that I had a great time with your mother no (laughs) that would have been pretty funny though I was like yeah you opened from oh oh, that cunt and I was like yeah her (laughs) Exactly. I'm trying to make that word more acceptable, but I, I don't think that. Look, I, I I understand that. What What are you looking at? I just I wrote Sam Cedar political update. What's going to happen? Where are we at? What happened to you? That's great. That's great. You did a lot of prep. That's great. That's great. You want to get to the last one? No, yeah. I know a lot of people are curious as to why I'm not getting the, the garage treatment. That's okay. You live in fucking New York. Oh, you want to come to You want to come to the garage? Yes, I'll Wait, actually uh, be out there next week. You know where I learned this technique? When I watch Mark on uh, Real Time. Hey, Bill, you've never been on my show. Oh, fuck, I'm in front of uh, hundreds of thousands of people. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, right. that's how it works. Right. Con- Conan no. came to my garage. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there next week. You'll be there next I'll week? I'll be there next week. In L.A.? Yeah. I'm out. All right, let's do it. 
No, I mean, I'm not going to be home. When are you going right. to be there? Give me the keys. <laughs> you just want to use I my gotta equipment? I got to do my show. I got I to gotta do my show. I could use a studio. <laughs> It's the least you could do. The least. Where, where are we going to go? You could do. If we sat for an hour, what the fuck would happen? I sat, I've sat with you for half my life, yeah, it felt like. It felt like half my it life, It felt like Sam. three quarters to me. Three do you know what an mine. hour with you is like? Yeah. It's, how does it feel for you? It's like half as bad as being in a room with you for an hour. It's about half, I'd say. I literally, last weekend, yeah. no, last Monday, yeah. I did uh, a Radigan show with um, uh, <sighs> Governor Pataki. Yeah. And I got up into his face a little bit. Did you call him a cunt? No, I didn't call him a cunt. After the show, I swear to God this is true. After the show, we've done taping. He looks across at me and goes, do you believe everything you say? <laughs> and I say, yeah, I do. And he goes, that's funny because you don't look that stupid. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, my God. And you know, you know this is true. Yeah. I immediately broke out in probably the biggest smile I've had <laughs> in literally months, yeah. maybe years. Yeah. And it took me about five minutes later until I was like, it's just like my fucking with Marin. <laughs> it really had the same feel. I got, it was fun to do that. Yeah. To get under somebody's skin. That's yeah. what I miss. Oh, oh. But how did you respond to him? You just took that or? Yeah. I said, uh, I'm glad that I just reduced the former governor of, of New York. To calling you stupid. Off air. Off air. Yeah. Fuck you, douche. Yeah. That's what I, that's so what that, I tweeted, anyway. So you didn't say anything, you didn't say anything in response. I and, think I and said you, thank you. Right. And, I honestly, because it was wonderful. Here's what's amazing about you. Fuck you him. left. You left feeling victorious somehow. I did. Absolutely. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Of course. And who was part of that victory parade? Fuck that douchebag. <laughs> Seriously. I know. The I motherfucker know. spent the, the commercial breaks talking about his farm. Yeah. I was bale and hay this weekend. Don't you grow blueberries? I grow blueberries, but he's talking about bale and hay. Where's your farm? On a lake. I got a farm on a lake. And then his pivot to, if we cut Medicare, it's no big deal, <laughs> was so grotesque that I just, I, it, was, it was fun for me to get under his skin. I mean, you should start tweeting That's it. Rude. Maybe you and the, you know what I miss? the four people you know that what tweet I miss? with you. You know what I miss? Because the last time I did the show was... You know, probably almost a year ago now. It's not a big deal. No, you did one, a live one. In yeah, October. Oh. Right. Um, and at that time, you were still in your I resent everybody phase. That's the part that I miss. Yeah. The part where, like, you where, know, now right. you have some success. Right. And you don't feel like you need to sort of, like, backhandedly sort of insult your guests when they come up. Yeah. Like, hey, you do a lot of stuff, but nobody knows you. Yeah. I love you. I just don't know how you make a living. That type of thing. And I notice in this show you don't do that anymore. Yeah. And it just occurs to me, like, you know, there's a half-life for everything. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. You hit yours like two years ago. What was it? I, <laughs> I felt your half-life hit like midway through Break Room Live. You could do better than that. What do you mean I'm trying you to be diplomatic? You could do better than that. Come on. I'm trying to be diplomatic. I, I, you know, now I mean... it's getting uncomfortable. No. <laughs> As soon as I get real, it gets uncomfortable. Let me Why get can't back we just to my list. say how much we love each other? And so, how's Myla? Fuck you. <laughs> you don't give a shit. Come on, seriously. How's Myla? That's my daughter. She's a fucking wreck. What are you talking about? She's six years old, and uh, 
She's having trouble dealing with it, that's all. And she doesn't know half of, wh- of the shitstorm yeah. that is coming down for her. <laughs> I don't even talk politics with her and she can't deal with it. If, uh, if she made it six years with you, she's very clear on the shitstorm that's going to no, continue. No, no, yeah. It's, 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 so it was about, like, what was it? About oh, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. At Catch a Rising Star in Cambridge. Yep. I was doing an open mic. Yep. A bunch of my friends were there. Uh, you were up. Yeah. I enjoyed your work uh-huh. at that time. Yeah. And we're in Harvard Square. And uh, you had left with, uh, I think, your first wife at the time. Not, not your first wife yet. Yeah. I'm not even going to tell Kim, the worst Kim, of the stories. Kim. All yeah. Right. Well, do, oh, do, okay, go All ahead. All right. I'm gonna, we'll save that for our hour-long yeah. special. Yeah. Um, and Marin is about 50 yards ahead of me, walking with Kim, and I'm with a couple of my friends. Yeah. And I go, oh, that's that guy, Mark Marin. He was up uh, before. I, I appreciate his work now. I don't know about in 20 years. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And you literally, your ears are so attuned. You turn around, and you're like, what? You want to take a picture? <laughs> you remember that? What? You got a problem with me? Sam Cedar, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wonderful. I got to bring Amy out. You can stay here. Just move down. That was, just move down. What? That was like, that was like watching the... a stage reading of the Sunshine Boys. <laughs> I would love to do the Sunshine Boys with you, Sam. I, I would do like that I in a was, second. I'd go see that. I would do that in a second. I have agents who are calling you, your people right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, eat one of those. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the wonderful Amy Sedaris to the stage. Like 10 minutes. What time is it? We have to. Oh, true and false. True and false. Let's go. Okay. I got, I got someone coming to my apartment at 9.30. Are you serious? Yeah. You'll be there what by the 9.30? Let's go. Okay. So, um, I haven't yeah. seen you in how long? Probably uh, 15 years. I don't need years. to turn my back to you guys. Is it 15? Uh, yeah. It, and now you live in Los Angeles? I do live in Los Angeles. And what Angeles. brought you to Los Angeles? That garage I, I show? Had, well, I had a job. And what job? I, I had a TV deal, and I went out there with my ex-wife, and it didn't end ex-wife. well. Ex-wife. Yes. That's yes. what I heard. First yeah. of all, you, uh, you had a TV Project, but didn't, didn't, didn't go happen. anywhere. That's right. I see. But why, I bought why? A is that your fault or just didn't work I, I, out? Who knows what happens with those? Am I right? Well, his do fault. you really not? Have, is it his fault? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why no. didn't it happen? Seriously. I mean, do you mind telling it's me? It's just they didn't make it because they, the executives wanted me to add a child that wasn't in the original script, and I added one. And it was oh, stupid. Oh God. Yeah, it was. So like it that. was a uh, network type show. Sure, it was a network. Oh, so NBC. you someone talked you into doing a network show, that's and right. you fell for it, and you believed them, yeah, and you that, thought you'd still be able to have all this control, and they gave you more money. Yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Bath salts, <laughs> and you didn't want the kid, so. You said no to the kid. Yeah. I, I want to abort the child. Yeah. So then they said, well, forget you. Who do you yeah. think you are? That's right. And then, and oh, then, okay. Yeah, and then they changed leadership at the network. And oh, then, that yeah, always happened. What network yeah. was it? It was uh, NBC. And then... Um, and then, and so you just decide to stay in Los Angeles? Yeah, I did because I would bought a house there and I thought my oh future my looked great. Oh, my God. You spent all your money and you bought a house? Yeah. And, then, and I, then you got a divorce? I lost all my money but kept the house. It was a miracle. <laughs> Damn. Well, okay. It's a success story. <laughs> yeah. And look, here you are now with a bell house. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. 
All right. And um, were you very? You were really depressed with your after your breakup yes, and everything. Yes, for a few years. Did you I go had, to therapy and yeah, all that. Kind I did of a stuff? little of that. Yeah. And, and then you dated, and yeah. people want to talk about your ex-wife. And yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I, I, I sexually acted out a lot too, but I think I'm good now. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I didn't move to Los Angeles, and yeah. I don't have any kids, uh-huh. and I'm not seeing anybody. Yeah. Um, and what else? That's about it. I go to people's houses and train them about rabbit care. And I'm spending this summer reading thrillers and romance novels. The last romance novel I, um, book I read was about a seven-year-old and a 56-year-old man. It was, it's a good book, though, called Tiger, Tiger. It's about <laughs> pedophilia, but, it, it, but it's a really good book. But, it, but it's my romance book for the summer. She's seven, he's 56. This should be on at 5.30 on Saturdays. <laughs> so. That was the show I pitched. <laughs> but you didn't yeah, want the kids. The, yeah. yeah. It's terrible, but Wait, rabbit I care. highly recommend it. What's the fascination with rabbits? Have you discussed this in depth? I mean, I, oh, I heard about the rabbits. I mean, you have a lot of rabbits? I like going into other people's homes. That's what it's about. <laughs> it is. I went to this one lady's house. She lived on 147th Street, and she had blood and feces on her bathroom wall. No shower curtain, and in the shower was something like a chair. She was crazy, but I was obsessed with her obsessed with her so if i can get into homes like that i mean what's better are you still in touch with her no 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 not there, at all did you go there once and like oh, one fuck. time visit and the rabbit ended up dying and <laughs> I, don't, I mean it wasn't murdered it died <laughs> it was probably yeah. you know just depressed it sounds like a horrible environment for <laughs> any living thing you're shaking your leg are you nervous yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I remember you when we were working on X fifty seven. I used to work. I used to host short attention span theater, and I had right. the office next to you. Yes, and, yes. And, and you would you come were... in and play guitar sometimes yeah. with Danello. Yeah, with Paul Danello. And your hair and... was longer, and sure. you were a little heavier. Yeah. No, not fat. You look. You Bam. looked so thin to me. You were like uh, had a nice weight to you. Yeah, full I, face. I, yeah, full yeah, face, yeah, yeah. girth, a lot of youth, and that was. Oh, uh, I, yeah, yeah. Colbert was with you, and, and Mitch and Mitch Rouse and Jody and, Lennon, yeah. and that was a big time. That was an exciting time. Yeah, it was. We know, we didn't know what we were doing, so it's always fun not to know what you're doing. Yeah, and now okay. officer. I <laughs> 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 <That> was like, <laughs> awful. <laughs> But you, but you like I always wonder because you're so funny and so uh, uh, charming and 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 like what do you like I only see you occasionally how come I don't see you all the time because I'm a shut-in <laughs> and except when I get a case a rabbit case <laughs> then I'm out of there um I don't know I, I'm pretty lucky I do whatever I want to do I yeah. think that bothers a lot of people <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you do whatever you want to do, don't yeah. you? I'm like, yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> who the fuck I mean, you'd you have know. freedom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, right now I'm just reading a lot. And I'm, I'm trying to do a show. It's like I want to do a show based on my two books, like a hospitality book. Oh, good. I've been wanting to do that since I was five. Like a TV show? Yeah, like a little homemaking show, my style. Yeah. You know. Have so, you thought of names or titles or segments? Yeah, I like um, The Back Burner. <laughs> yeah. But then that seems like it would just be cooking. <laughs> yeah. But I did want a kid. I wanted a retarded child and a deaf husband and then hilarity ensues but, but nobody's gonna let you do that maybe if you called the developmentally disabled child they'd do it maybe yeah and then what a disabled I, child and yeah. but i can't have a deaf husband no deaf and a monkey fine and a monkey yeah <laughs> i mean everything could go wrong the phone at each episode could open the phone ringing off the hook and what's gonna who who's gonna answer that phone i'm pulling into the driveway <laughs> oh wow, that'd be so much fun <laughs> 
Dream. I would. I would watch the shit out of that show. See? <laughs> Monkey business. Monkey business. What's your favorite thing to cook? Oh, nice! Wow, yeah. wow! Because mm. I cook what some am, things. You do? What do sure. you like to cook? Well, you shellfish? know, no, no oh. shellfish. And shellfish. It's not a religious thing. Okay. I, I'm uh, like right now. I do uh, a lot of turkey burgers, and I'm not proud of that. But you know, <laughs> fish. Burgers. I like to sometimes fish. I'll cook steak occasionally. Nothing too fancy. Do you make sauces? Okay, I have a question. Yes. You just said you make fish, and yeah. I asked you about shellfish, right? Because yeah. someone asked me. They asked me if I eat fish, and I yeah. said yeah. And then when I got there, they were making lobster, and I said, "Oh, I'm allergic to lobster." And then they got mad at me because I should have told him ahead of time. And I'm like, but you didn't ask me about lobster. You asked me about fish. Yeah. And did, are you allergic to lobster? I'm allergic to lobster. And shrimp? Thwimp. Um, no, I just can't, um, I just can't play with the tails. Touch the tail. I can't peel it. I know that just sounds like I'm being lazy, but I can't peel it. Is that the same with lobster? It's a peel problem? It's, it's not a, an it's allergy? It's like a shell. So it's a, it's a, a thing with your hands. It's a thing with the shell. Okay. Yeah. So you're uncomfortable with shells. You're not no, allergic yeah, to Yeah, I'm fish. allergic to the shell of a lobster shell, a crab shell, and a, a thwimp shell. <laughs> but are you really allergic or you just yeah, don't yeah, like Yeah, yeah, I blow up. It's hilarious. What happens is <laughs> it's really funny. If you guys have allergies, you know, you can, you know, your face gets really big. And then yeah. if you put baby powder on top of that, it's the fucking funniest thing you'll ever see in your life. In your life. It is the ugliest. It's fantastic. <laughs> You'll see it on Monkey Business. <laughs> this week, <laughs> we'll see. What is your favorite thing to cook? Oh, I like making uh, spanakopita, that Greek yeah. dish with the phyllo. I make that a lot. I yeah. love roasting a chicken, especially in this weather. Sure. I know, it's 400. I got my oven on 450. <laughs> Cooking, cooking a chicken in a clay pot. Just, but, uh, you know, I yeah. cook for myself every night. You do? But yeah. Do you usually eat alone? Yes, usually. Yeah. Yeah, you too. Well, I do sometimes, not as much lately, but it's weird because I don't know how to shop. Do you have a problem with food going bad? No, I shop every day. I go to the grocery store every single day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you? Because do you, I, I like going to grocery stores and Me I like too. to go to many. Do you have certain places? Matchmaker, matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, really? Yeah, me too. When you say fish, what do you mean by fish? Lobster. Oh, okay. We're in love. We're in love. 15 years. Oh, it had to happen. <laughs> no, my girlfriend's going, oh, fuck. Oh, you, oh so yeah. you have a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. That you're dating and yeah. everything. Yeah, do you date? I don't date. At all? I haven't had a boyfriend in eight years. Is it better? I don't know. I uh, better, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I don't think about it. I mean, I'm pretty happy. I, yeah. mean, I don't have any complaints. I don't have a glass. Uh, well, David, my brother, bought me a glass vibrator as a joke. I've never gotten into that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's made out of, like, milk glass, and I put a live bumblebee in it. <laughs> just for a joke. So if you take the cork off of it, it's got milkmaids on the side of it. But if you take the, the, the cork out of the dildo, there's dead bees in it. <laughs> so it's, it's a long story. really don't have the time for it. <laughs> but I never used it. That's where the saying, did you kill the bee, came from, right? Kill the bee. <laughs> How do you uh, masturbate with a? Uh, it's like you're nostalgically masturbating. Remember like when a, there was a milkman and like he would a, deliver things? It's like a steampunk dildo. <laughs> all right, they jumped all over that. Yeah, like cranks and cogs, and you wear a derby hat while you use it. <laughs> yeah. How's the rooster? 
My little brother, the rooster, he's doing good. I just talked to him yesterday. I talked to him every day, as a matter of fact. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, he's doing good. I talk to him every day. <laughs> just because you want to hear he him talk? He calls every day. Yeah? And I listen. <laughs> I listen, and sometimes I write things down that he says. You know, he's well, really funny. What's the most recent crisis? Oh, uh, oh, he, his van broke down. But, I mean, I, you know, at the beach. <laughs> Um, but um, he sometimes he plays me messages. He has a hardwood floor business, so he'll save some of the messages, yeah. and they're really great because they're all southern accents, which I just can't get enough of. <laughs> but you know, so I'm lucky to hear those. <laughs> and, okay, so aside from the uh, the the possible afternoon show with the monkey and the retarded kid, which never it's just a dream. Yeah, sure, but I see it as probably a morning show type of thing, right? Early live, early morning like, live, right? Sure. Right. <laughs> Turn it up. <laughs> Turn it up. <laughs> that's, a, that's never. I pitched Night Mother once as a TV show where each week the girl's trying to kill herself. Which I think is a fantastic idea. I think it could be anti-suicide for young girl. You know, I just think that's perfect. I pitched that long, long time ago. Do you, ever, do you watch any TV compulsively? I liked um, Friday Night Lights a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I like that show. That was the hometown football show thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that the was writing good. was really good, and I thought, you know, it I made it was me transcend show. my contempt of jocks. No, he's just a little bit of football, you know, yeah, just a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And then you had twenty-five-year-olds playing sixteen-year-olds. It was good. Yeah, a perfect relationship between the mother and the coach. Uh-huh. You know, it was really healthy. And yeah, I don't know. I really liked it. Great accents. Yeah. Do you, do you watch any of the, uh, the more exploitive uh, reality type of shows at all? I liked Heavy. I like watching fat people do things. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love to be around fat people because they're always hidden or no one, you know. Yeah. But you, you never get to see them in movies fall down or anything. And so when they get up and they just have to do something simple and they're exhausted, I'm like, yeah, man, I totally get that. I love that show. <laughs> You know, and then yeah. they've got these people working out around them, a lot of energy. And there's like, God, that would just drive me crazy. <laughs> drive me crazy. But I, I try not to get sucked into that kind of thing. I just, it'll just drive you crazy. Um, the A&E, whatever you were talking about oh, earlier. Intervention. Oh. Um, the intervention I got into, but it just made me want to do those things. <laughs> <laughs> made me want that. Or people is he seeing anybody? And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He looks good. Are you going to, um, is, is there, like, what's the next big thing? Well, maybe this, this hospitality show. It's not the monkey deaf person. But a real hospitality show. show. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll, something like that. And then, you know, that'll allow me to do other things. You know, yeah. I always like to have a little, few little projects going. And then, but this summer, really, I'm just relaxing and reading. Do you travel or no? Um, I don't take vacations. No. But I, I, I travel. I went to North Carolina to see my family last week. Was it fun? It was hot. Yeah. It was really hot. Yeah. You know, your head gets sunburned like a blood orange, oh. tiny, yeah. Do you ever visit your other brother in France? David, I see him, yeah, in London. He's in London. Did, in France. Oh, he's in he's London, in France? Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. A, that's a great life, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, huh? What? Wait, <laughs> you got a can I just ask you, who gave you the, the, those? Are those real or are they tainted? No, they're right there. You can have one. Those are cake pops. They're, <laughs> cake pops? Yeah, they're actual. Oh, cake pops. Yeah. Cake pop! Cake pops! Uh, I want a cake pop! <laughs> oh, these are your notes? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we covered everything. Uh, yeah, well, we didn't have but 10 minutes. That's we, okay. Maybe I'll come to LA and sit in your garage sometime. You can sit. 
Sam and I will go. We'll do the show together. Yeah. Yeah, same. We'll split a half hour. No, no. I, <laughs> we'll split a half hour. I, I'm just I'm just being nice to you. You can come anytime <laughs> you want. I'm just placating Sam, but you're well, I will more say than welcome on your to podcast, come. I wanna say that whoever records it, it yeah. is crystal clear. Oh well, I feel thank you. like you are in the room with me. Yeah, I, well it, it uh, sounds fantastic. Well thank you so much. Yeah. I'm glad you listened to it. And we actually did well, we, it's true. We had we had a nice fifteen minute conversation. Oh. And now you're mad at me. I'm at you. Oh, I'm never I, mad. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm you're not a little mad. angry when you got here because it was hard to get here, right? Well, I felt I was going to be late. I'm never late. Oh. So, you know. You're an on time person? I'm an on time person. You're not? No, I am. I, I have no patience for not on time people. And what zodiac sign are you? I'm Libra. Life's not fair. Life's <laughs> not fair. Yes, you are a Libra. Yes, I and am. And before we close, what are all you guys? What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, it's fire sign. Cancer. Ca- no. uh, cancer. I don't think so. Capricorn. Capricorn. I'm a Cancer also. A Cancer, as you guys have birthdays. Okay. <laughs> All right. Amy Sedaris, ladies and gentlemen. That's our show. Amy Sedaris, Sam Steeter. Julie Klausner, Mike Lawrence, Leo Allen. I love you all. Kick on the music. Let's end this thing properly. Thank you for coming to the Bell House for Live WTF. I appreciate all your love and support. I hope you had a good time. Good night.